Welcome to Love and Other Investments, where we talk about finances, but more importantly, how finances impact relationships. My name is John, and I'm a financial planner. And my name is Jeff, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Jeff. Welcome to Love and Other Investments. And today, Jeff, I thought we might talk a little bit about um, what to do when life goes to heck in a handbasket. Uh, we've been okay. We've been sitting here with our producers talking about how uh, adulting, um, in all of its forms, um, kind of sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. So, if you'd like to commiserate with us today as you listen along, um, you know we we know that life has its good moments, um, and it has sometimes some chapters that are really cool, um, but inevitably. Um, the common experience of pretty much everybody is we go into chapters of our life that um, things just get hard. There is such a thing as suffering. There is a thing as suffering. Yes. And today we want to kind of take a look at, at a couple of aspects of that suffering. Um, boy, this is, this is grim. No, I want to... <laughs> there, there, is a, there is a rainbow here at the end. We're going to be depressed at the yeah, end. Yeah. Um, now, we wanted to take a look at, are there some things that you can do before things get hard? Um, or maybe even while they are challenging, are there a couple of good skills um, that people can do both with their money and their relationship um, when things get really challenging? Yeah. So I'm going to start a little bit. We've talked before about emergency reserve accounts and how much do I need to have in savings. Um, and there's a million formulas for that. And none of them are good. I mean, having, a, having money is what's good. Um, getting it right is always a challenge. Sure. Um, but the type, we're not talking today about your water heater going out um, and you blowing a tire on your car and having to replace a tire and a rim or something that's just not in your budget. And it'd be really great if you didn't have to finance that. No, we're, we're talking about a crisis. Somebody is seriously ill. Somebody loses a job. Yeah, we're talking about something that is systemically disruptive. Not something that you can just go, oh, crap. And, you know, how are we going to pay that? And that was annoying, and that was expensive, mm -hmm. and then we get back on with something our business. That legit would set you back. Right. Yeah. Um, and some of these things, they might not even just set you back. They might actually require you to kind of recalculate you know, thinking about your GPS. Oh, we're going to take a different route. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to, have to do some things differently in our. It may even change some destination type ideas. Mm -hmm. So, I want to start with the idea that if you're if you're open to the idea of planning, planning ahead, if you're open to the idea that hey, life could throw us a curveball. We are not immune to that. We've seen it among friends. We've seen it among family, and you know we want to do something if we can do something to kind of make that journey easier. The first thing I would say is, is that going through your finances together is great. Um, it helps you understand, you know, what you have, um, where your money's going. Um, it helps you think through the decisions that you make together. Uh, we've talked a lot about knowing your financial destination and, and, and knowing location. what, and your financial location. Um, the idea of knowing where you are and where you're going. Yeah. But what happens when that changes? I think probably the best thing to know within your financial structure um, ahead of time, if you can, is what part of our expenses have to be? 
what are the fixed core expenses that are part of the family's story? That's like your, your house payment or your rent, your utility bills, um, what it takes to keep your gas tank full, what it takes to keep food on the table. I'm talking the real basics. I mean, you could, it wouldn't be fun. You wouldn't be going to the movies. You wouldn't be taking a vacation. You're not out shopping. TV or Netflix right. or whatever. Right. We're not, you know, we're not getting our nails done. No hobbies. Yes. We're saying, hey, we're cutting it down to the absolute bare bones because um, we need to preserve cash until we can figure this out. So you can imagine that that would take a little bit of work for a couple to determine what those two numbers sure, are. Sure, sure. Um, it takes some communication about where everybody needs to know where things are. Everybody needs to know what those expenses are. You need to kind of jointly agree on what discretionary is and isn't. Um, I've even had some families that say, we even have a couple of tiers. So, and not the tiers that roll down your face. Those, those come too. You mean but layers. Layers, thank you. Um, but for instance, they might have the bare bones. And then they have the, but these are important too. Bare bones plus. Bare bones plus, exactly. Uh-huh. So like, well, we have bare bones plus kids sports because we don't really want to disrupt the kids. Or bare bones plus tutoring. Or bare bones plus, these mm-hmm. are things that, unless we really have to, we're not going to cut those things out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then on top of that, putting discretionary. But I think the big thing is, is knowing what that number is, the core number is, because if you were to lose a salary, um, if you were to have something medical happen that really started cutting into um, the expenses, the question is, is how long can we go like this? Can we extend? We don't have enough money to cover this. We don't have enough money coming in to pay all the bills. So with the, if we cut our expenses back to the core, just to the core things, how long can we go as, that's a key word, as we figure out if this is temporary or permanent Mm-hmm. And as we jointly figure out together how we're going to um, right the ship and balance the budget. So you're saying some bad things happen mm-hmm. and you, know, you lose a job or, or, or you have medical bills or whatever. You, knowing the, the bare bones number to stay afloat mm-hmm. is step one. Step you, one. You've got to know that. And then you can use what you have in emergency reserves to say, well, at this level... We can keep this going with half the income. We can keep this going for nine months. Or we can keep this going for four months until, you know, we need more income coming in. And, and you're, I think you're saying something important, which is if you had an emergency like this, a crisis like this, and you hadn't done this planning mm-hmm. that you're talking about, you might believe that within 24 hours you would be completely destitute. You'd be out of money and that would be cause for panic. Yeah, panic is not your friend. Uh, Panic is not a strategy. Yeah, (laughs) yes. And so you're saying, by having done this kind of work, I might be able to calculate how much time I have before I need to replace the income or make some other serious adjustment Mm -hmm. to reduce my expenses. Correct. And by lengthening the runway there... I might be able to reduce some of my felt pain, suffering. Right. Now, that's obviously helpful. If I tell somebody, hey, I need you to do something different, and I need you to have it figured out by tomorrow morning, if it's a big thing, that's pretty stressful. Right. And I think we've all had those dreams where we wake up and we're in the wrong classroom or we're, you know, 
late and our car won't go. Uh-huh. Those are terrible feelings. Yeah, that helplessness. But if you know, hey, we've already done some work on this, and we can sit down and really quickly see that, yes, this is something that we're going to have to figure out together, but we have four months or we have six months to, to make some progress on out. this and figure right. it out, right. that changes the nature of it. And I'm getting ready to kick it back to you because that doesn't eliminate all of the stress for the couple because they still have the thing. One of the things I really like about this, though, what you're saying is that, let's say in the example that someone in the family is like seriously ill and they're, mm-hmm. they're big financial um, stresses because of that. And if you've done some of this planning, like you're talking about, maybe you'll know that you have X number of days or months um, before you need to make some kind of big change. I think that I think it's really helpful that you don't have to deal with whatever the medical crisis is and 100% of the financial crisis. You've, you've shaved off some of the financial stress by doing this kind of planning, mm-hmm. and that might allow you to focus on the medical problem, which is probably incredibly stressful by itself. Right. Right. The, the, do, the dollars being stressful in that kind of situation is almost incidental because mm-hmm. most likely someone is really ill and could die or would, you know, have some long lasting effect from that. So having to have two stresses at the same time is a tough deal. If you can shave off some of the stress on one of those two, it would be helpful. Yeah, and and taking away this feeling of we need to solve this now, no matter how we feel about the other thing. Yeah. If you say, hey, we've got to get this solved in the next three or four months, let's really focus on our child who's had this thing. Right. Or let's focus on your parent who's had this thing. Or let's focus, whatever it is, let's focus on that thing. And in the next few days or in the next week, when there's a moment that we're away from that, we can come back and start looking at this other thing with a little bit clearer head. Yeah. Now, I want to add something on a similar vein on the relational side of this. You know, you're you're sort of describing how you might plan together for the financial side, but what, what does it look like to plan, in air quotes, plan for a, a disaster like this on the relational side of things? And I think it's really similar to what we often say in our work together in -hmm. in these podcasts we we often say things like you know it's really important to be empathic Mm -hmm. it's really important to have clear conversations and communication about what's going on it's really important to make sure that you understand the experience of your partner not just your own experience and to know that they're different so in a crisis i might deal with that really differently than how my wife does. And if I am only focused on how I'm dealing with it and not paying attention to how she's dealing with it, then there's this big, you know, potential conflict mm-hmm. when how she wants to deal with it and how I want to deal with it don't mix well. We've had some loss in our family over the last 10 years. And um, I'm always reminded um, how differently people deal with grief and loss. Yeah. And people who react predictably in one type of stress, when they're put into a different stress, oddly enough, don't always react the same way. And if I'm compromised because I'm dealing with That's right. stress, 
and my spouse isn't reacting the way that I think they did before or the way that I think they should, um, I can get pretty grumpy pretty quick Yeah. because they're not doing it right. They're not grieving the way I am. They're not panicking the way I am. Um, they're panicking and I'm not. Um, they're grieving and I'm not. Yes. And I'm kind of at my limit and they're dragging me over a cliff. Right. <laughs> right. Not that I've ever experienced anything like this whatsoever. <laughs> <Chicken and> <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. No, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the truth is we all cope with stress in different ways at different times and different stresses cause different kinds of reactions in us. Mm -hmm. And we have to be aware not only of what our reaction is and why it's occurring in a particular way, but also it makes sense to try to pay attention to our partner's reactions as well because part of our task in a crisis is taking care of the other, right? Taking care of ourselves, mm -hmm. but also taking care of the other. It's the airline thing yeah. you know, where you put, put your mask on first and then help Mm -hmm. you know, the person you're with. It's really important to be able to have some empathy for someone else who's in crisis, even while you're in crisis. Very hard to do, mm -hmm. but very important. I think a core question that we could all ask ourselves um, in a moment of stress is, am I under stress or are we under stress? Because if all I'm thinking is I'm stressed out, then I'm kind of inward thinking and I'm trying to manage myself and I'm trying to get through the event and get through the day. But if I could say cognitively, no, 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 we are under stress. Yeah. The two core people in this relationship are currently under stress. And so, yes, I feel a way and, and my partner feels a way. I get what you're saying. You're, you're, you're saying. you're saying I might get lost in myself if I'm thinking it's just me. But if I'm thinking it's us, then we can work together to figure out what the problems are and how to help each other with them. Correct. Yeah. I, I love the team focus mm -hmm. in that idea because, you know, we're all about teams. Like mm -hmm. we're, we want people to work together and cooperate because we, we have the sense that they can accomplish more if, if they do that. So and I think there's a place where both the financial plan and the relational plan comes together in a crisis. And that is, I think it's a core commitment that we as a couple are going to come out of this together. We may not know where the exit is or what the exit looks like, but we have committed that we are going to go through this together and we're going to come out of it together. Yeah. And I think that really, you know, cause we know what we have to do and we know what we can wait on. And we know that we're going to be under stress and maybe freaking out a little bit. And, and we can deal with that together and lean on each other. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, you know, I think back to your, back to the financial side of it. I think you're advocating for um, understanding the basic expenses that we would have in a crisis. Yeah, this is not a shock that we're saying, hey, we're saying it again, right? We're always saying the same things again and again, right, and we're, right. but we're doing it on purpose and we're doing it intentionally. And that is that every family kind of needs to know what their financial structure is. They need to know where they're at and why they do and what they spend on. And, and that knowledge can be used um, as a multitasking tool. It can be used to plan for vacations. It can be used to plan for, for retirement. It can be used to plan for emergencies 
or for times of crisis. Um, it's durable. It's important. You know, we're now in a situation where we're dealing with a lot of inflation and the economy's changing and there's a lot of things up in the air, but knowing where we are is really important to help us navigate our way through these things. Yeah, I like it. So, hey, you know, if you're looking for one more reason to actually get into your finances um, and get on the same page and how you communicate about this thing um, that we call love and relationships, right? Um, Maybe because it'll be the thing that gets you through some tough times ahead. Hey, thanks for listening. Please leave us a review and follow us so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to learn more about us, please visit relational-media.com.